Hello, everyone, and welcome back to The Gong, the podcast about sales at startups, where this season we're taking a deep dive into what it's like for me to run my own startup, uh, Riveter, and all the sales parts of it. Uh, this has been a very crazy week, uh, one with a bunch of good news. So I wanted to take 10 minutes and tell you guys about four bits of, of news, uh, news or experiments. The first, and I think possibly the most important one, is that Obviously, this is a podcast about sales at startups, and sales means external-facing sales. Sales means how do you sell your product to people. But sales, as I learned over the last couple of weeks, also means internal-facing sales. Um, one of the most important jobs, I love this line I heard years ago, of, oh, everyone who starts a company thinks it's going to be all about how well you can sell the product or how good of an engineer you are or how well you can build things or your understanding of vision and strategy. But really, the only thing you're really doing is recruiting and figuring out administrative software. And uh, the recruiting part is where the sales really comes in. Over the last couple of weeks, we began and ended uh, the hunt to look for our fourth employee to join us. And it was incredibly challenging sifting through first you, you know you go in different waves right you have your top of funnel you sift through all the profiles you invite people to speak with you um after that you need to uh get an okay so you got to pitch them on the linkedin message you know do something interesting for them right now we find ourselves in a time of mass unemployment so it's actually fairly easy to figure out who is available and who isn't. But even so, you know, these people are very, very smart, uh, very ambitious. They're looking at jobs at huge companies that are doing a lot of hiring, Google and Facebook, and somehow you gotta compete against them just in that initial LinkedIn message. Uh, then you have the interviews, and of course you're trying to test them for who they are, but you're also trying to figure out how to pitch yourself as an individual and as a company really well. I mean, why does anybody join as the fourth person in a startup, the amount of risk, the amount of uncertainty needs to be so, it is so insane that I think what works for us and what got people really excited to continue and go through this process with us is the fact that we started off with a mission, we started off really high-minded, and we already showed a lot of product and traction. I was incredibly open with people. When, when people asked how much money we raised, I told them exactly, I'll tell you all, we raised $25,000, and this is how much we can pay, this is our range. And this is what the job's going to look like, and this is what we've done so far, and this is how we're going to raise more. And I think that transparency is the reason somebody joins a startup. You know, it's being involved at the top, it's making decisions, and it's having openness. And so we wanted to be able to, to live by those values even in the interview slot. Now, when we got down to the last few candidates, you know, we, we put them through this interview process where initially I myself interviewed maybe 15 or so people and then extended an offer to join us for a second round um, to a, about seven people. And that second round, I always have people do a little project, especially in the early hires. I think it's so important to be able to see, A, how they perform, but B, for an early employee, it's probably more important that they want to join you than you want them to join you. I mean, they're taking the risk. They're doing something insane. They, For them, this came out of nowhere. You know, For you, you've been thinking about this for months or years. For them, someone sent them a cold LinkedIn messages, and then two weeks later, they, they might be starting at a company. So uh, getting them involved, getting them eager to participate is really important early on. So we have them do a project. In this case, we're hiring sort of for a product marketing role, and the project we gave is say, hey, go interview three to five people who have been laid off come back to us and create a, uh, give us some ideas about some partnerships or products that would make that all a lot better. So we did that project and that really taught us to suss out 
um, or just see how much people cared, how much effort they put into something, what it looked like, how they spoke, what they designed like, and, and all of that. So that second part was, was incredibly helpful. And then when we got down to it, there were a few candidates who were just absolutely exceptional. And uh, Andrew and I struggled to figure out which one we're going to go with because, I mean, they were all fantastic. But the one we gave with, the one we went with, uh, was super qualified and so smart. And we would have been, we were so lucky to, to try to get her. So when I called her to give her the offer, uh, I wanted to hear from her one more time why it is that she wanted the job, and I asked her like that. And, and when she answered why that was, and I kind of heard it in her own words, I told her, great, I'll think about it, call her back soon, and, and I did. And I gave her the offer, and I told her one more time what we can build together, what we can accomplish together, what I want her role to be, her responsibilities to be. And I think you know, if we take this from the perspective of sales again, and you're selling somebody to join your company, being able to – show this vision to them of what your company can do to for them just like you would do to a customer what can joining riveter do for your career is something incredibly important and i spent a lot of time thinking about how to illustrate that how to say it concisely um and i suppose whatever it is i said did work because i'm so happy to announce that eleni is actually going to be joining our team uh, so that was a huge, huge win and sort of the first big learning of how much of sales at startups is really uh, recruiting at startups, and those are one and the same. Uh, the next thing is I mentioned last week that a new customer kind of came out of nowhere. It was, it was the first customer that I didn't know personally, but it was also a very different customer than than we thought we'd have. So at first, you know, we thought the business model was very simply a business does layoffs. They buy Riveter memberships for the people that they lay off, and that's it. But then we realized, and COVID was a great teacher of this, you're not going to get everybody on that first wave. You know, As they sift through, you can only get so many employers. So how do you get them after they've already been laid off, and how do you provide those resources to those people? Well, think about it. If somebody gets laid off, you know, go through your user journey, one of the first things many people do is they look to a temp agency or a placement agency or a recruiter. And these recruiters, they need to, A, attract great talent to them so that they can – uh, impress their clients or companies so they can place really great people there. And they need to have a very high brand in order to do so. They need to keep those people engaged. They need those people to recommend to other people who lose their jobs, hey, you got to try out this placement agency because they took such great care of me. So the thought when this new client came to us, this this new placement agency, True Talent Group, came to us and said, hey, we got thousands of people we can't find a job for in the next couple of months, maybe we can offer Riveter as a, as a service in the meantime. Created this new thought about business models. So actually been been testing that one out and trying to send out a lot of messages to recruiters and placement agencies, getting on calls, and figuring out how much of a need it is for them. Uh, so I'll share two things on that front. The first is I'm not necessarily, for better or for worse, thinking about you know is this a big enough market? Is it worth chasing after? Is it the right size of a market? Things like that. If we found a need that helps us work on our mission of helping people thrive in unemployment, we found a business need to be able to find revenue from that, we're gonna do it. We're at least gonna try to do it, we're gonna pursue it, we're gonna see what happens. And then, if it works, but maybe it's not gonna build us into a billion dollar company, but it'll work for the first few million, well, that'll help build our product, it'll help get revenue, and then we'll be able to pivot to slightly new business models as we go on with that traction. So I'm not worried, I'm not interested in finding the biggest possible market at first, 
I know what our mission is. And I know what the end product is. We're here to help people uh, find opportunity and thrive in unemployment. And so if recruiters, even a small small uh, segment of them, are interested in paying for that, we're going to go after that. So that's the first thing. The second thing uh, is about specifically how our first pilot went. So True Talent Group, a, a placement agency in Minneapolis, who we love very much if you're in Minneapolis, call True Talent. <laughs> Uh, they sent out an email yesterday morning to their uh, 6,000 or so followers, and we got some of those metrics. And so we were tracking, we were tracking a bunch of different things there, um, including the actual click rate on uh, the click rate on the email that they sent, um, which came out to let's see, we can pull that up here. Uh, that click rate was something, or the open rate was something like 25%. Uh, which is awesome. It means the subject line they shared was great. The click-through rate was 5%, which was really, really cool, but we're really tracking, and where I'm not sure yet how to feel is our conversion once they actually land on our page. We created a special landing page just for them, co-branded with True Talent. We had 63 visitors to that page and 23 conversions for a conversion rate of about 34%. This was yesterday. And so 34% is not bad it's pretty good for a conversion rate small sample size but pretty good for a conversion rate though i had hoped to be honest that our value is so irrefutable and so niche and so targeted and so differentiated that our conversion rate would be more like 80 percent uh perhaps that was naive to think so but that's what i was hoping for so what we're really going to be working on and what eleni to tie this back to hiring is going to be working on is figuring out how I told Eleni her job is to say, to make users say, users recently laid off Americans say, thank God for Riveter. Once we have people saying that, you know, once they love the product so much that they're saying, thank God for Riveter, and, and anybody who gets laid off in their friend group, they say, hey, figure out a way to get Riveter membership. You need a Riveter membership. Thank God for Riveter. That's success. And one of the first steps to that is figuring out how to grow that conversion rate by understanding the user's problems more so that we can speak to them more directly. You know, maybe right now on our, on our landing page, we put too much emphasis on, say, the wellness aspect of our offerings, where we should have put more, uh, more emphasis on the education aspect of our offerings or on the unemployment resources and informative aspect of our offerings. We don't know enough yet, so our goal, that's a great metric to start with, our goal is, is to raise that over time. And uh, uh, that's, that's what's been going on so far this week. So great news on Eleni, great news on LinkedIn. I, I, I think I'm fairly, or great news on, on the new customer rather. I'm fairly happy with how things are going. I'll, I'll open up, you know, there's times where it's really tough uh, where nothing happens in a day and, and you kind of just hit a wall and you send out uh, 20 messages and nothing gets answered. and looks like uh, you know an advisor tells you that you're doing everything wrong and you're not speaking with the customers the right way or small market big not wrong market shrinking market covid only market uh, and and there's a lot of people hitting you hard with with negativity but every once in a while you get an incredibly positive day and for for me both professionally and personally that day was Tuesday uh, because in the same day we started off with Eleni the new customer launched and I got engaged. Uh, I think uh, everyone here should know. <laughs> uh, so Tuesday was a very big day. Uh, now that I'm engaged and, and girlfriend Abby, co-host Abby, uh, who you met in the first couple of episodes, and we'll be back for the next episode, uh, and uh, is now fiance Abby, 
Um, so that that's very exciting, and it's been quite a week on all fronts. So we will see how things continue to go. But so far, so far, so good, I'd say. All right, folks, if you want to learn more about Riveter, check out RiveterWorks.com. If you have any thoughts, ideas, questions for me, find me at a Lubarski 2 all over the internet on Twitter, on LinkedIn. Uh, my email is Adriel at RiveterWorks.com. And find us on Twitter at RiveterWorks, where we're giving hashtag advice from the unemployed. Happy selling.